Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. I hope you all are having a blessed day. Let's get started with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for allowing us to see another week. Thank you for allowing us to just be alive and be able to dwell in your presence. Thank you, God, for allowing us to have a friendship with you, a bond with you, letting you be our refuge, letting you provide for us. We we just thank you for just being in our lives, Father God. We just thank you for just breathing air into our lungs. I don't think we gratify you enough. I don't think we love on you enough. I don't think we acknowledge you enough. But Father God, this morning, we just thank you for everything. And Father God, we ask you to bless this devotion as I teach in it. Bless the ears that are hearing it. Bless the ears that are, are reading the, bless the eyes that are reading the word of God in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay. Key verses, Proverbs 15 and 32. If you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. Topic, discipline is growing me. Affirmations, I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I am seeking God. I am wise, I am compassionate, I am loving, I am growing. I just realized I did too many affirmations, but it's fine. I used to think it was a ridiculous thing to get a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt. I felt that it was my choice if I didn't want to wear it. And until one day, I was watching the news. I saw a woman that wasn't wearing a seatbelt and how injured she was because she didn't wear one. She broke several bones in her body and her neck. And I learned at that moment that I'm only hurting myself when I don't wear a seatbelt. I'm only endangering my life. So I had to learn that this is to help me. This is just like discipline for our walk with God. We can reject anything God is trying to show us or warn us about, but we only harm ourselves if we don't see it at the time. But we are holding up a lot in our walk with God, our relationship, our process, our blessing as well. God doesn't want to discipline us, but just like children or just like a child that gets out of line, it must be done. A parent must teach their child how to act. It's up to them to do it. The world can teach kids anything because they are like sponges. And that's how we are. Anything that's in the world we shouldn't do, our flesh wants to do it because our flesh wants anything that's going to give it happiness because our flesh doesn't say this is just temporarily, it just sees it as happiness. Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and knowledge, or wisdom instructions, I'm sorry. It tells us here that the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of knowledge is the fear of God. And most people don't want to change their ways. They, they don't want to hear that's how they're supposed to handle anything that is wrong. But when we accept the correction and we build on it and, and learn not to do certain things, we begin to have a fear of God, a fear of sinning, because we know that what we are doing wouldn't, wouldn't and isn't a pleasing to him. We should desire to please him. Often people who despise wisdom and instructions won't heed their, their re, won't read their word and won't pray because in those two things, if you allow the Holy Spirit in, he will show you or show us the error in our lives. Discipline is something that is built on every day. Not just once in a while, but every day. We have to have the discipline to work out, save money, be in a relationship, going to work, because those are things we must commit to. Anything we have to commit to, we have to have a measure of discipline with. Because without discipline, we won't do it. We won't be successful at it. Even in our prayer life, we must condition and discipline ourselves to do that every day. Because if not, our relationship with Christ will die. 
Proverbs 29 and 1, whoever stubbornly refuses to accept criticism will suddenly be destroyed beyond recovery. When we refuse criticism, we will be destroyed. See, our life isn't going to prosper too much when we decline criticism. That's in our spiritual life. Are beyond that because when we refuse to criticism God, we are going to go into a reprobated mind, a mind that doesn't function anymore, but just be. When we get to this point, it's because we simply have denied the truth of God. We knew the way and refused to turn to it. People are now out of their minds because some refuse to turn to the truth after hearing it. They refuse to change their life around and they allow the word to fall on deaf ears. When we refuse to listen to God, we are spiritually deaf. God is the only one that can remove that block from us. When we surrender to him and say, God, I take the criticism. I take the discipline. Please help me to be everything you want and more. And when we do this and when we say this, it's because we have fallen in love with God. That's what God is with us. He loves us with so much love that he wants us to desire to be everything he wants of us. Without that desire, it will be hard for us to do what he wants. Today, if you refuse to change, you refuse to let go of those secret sins, or you refuse to allow the power of God to be in your life, you will become stiff-necked. You will become rebellious. But in order to have control, we must surrender control to God so that he can show us the way and the truth. We can't get any of that without going through the Father. Prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for disciplining us, showing us the way. Thank you for loving us in spite of our ways. Thank you for being our shepherd and our guide. Lord, we surrender to you. Show us what we want, what you want from us. Show us what we are doing wrong in our life. Father, we don't want just the blessings, but we want you. We want the fellowship, the presence. We want more of you. Father, show us how to make room for you. Show us how to give more to you each and every day. Lord, we love you, desire, we desire to please you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So the topic today is discipline is growing me. See, discipline can either grow a person or it can cause a person to be very angry because they're getting disciplined. So they come stiff neck, rebellious, or they come deaf to someone even speaking to them. And we oftentimes see people do that in their relationship with God. Because God can give us all kinds of warnings. He can give us unctions. Hey, don't do that. Hey, don't say that. Hey, don't go there. Hey, don't do this. But it's up to us to make that step to say, I won't do this because God told me not to. And because of this, it teaches us discipline. It teaches us not to yield to the flesh. It teaches us not to allow our flesh to go out of control. It teaches us not to uh, desire the things of the flesh because we desire the things of the spirit. And some people might think the things of the spirit is boring. Okay. But when you discipline yourself and you grow in God, you learn that the things of the spirit are not boring. They actually are very great. I love being disciplined in the Lord. I love having that discipline from him. I, learned, I, love, learned, I love the criticism, you will say. I love the criticism he gives me and the critiques he gives me in my life. No, now, now God's not sitting there pointing out every flaw and pointing and shaking his finger. And most people think that's what he does. And most people look at Christianity as a religion that that that's all God do is sit there and tell you what you can't do. He don't tell you what you can't do because you can do it. Anyone can do anything. If I want to get go out and get drunk as, what, as much as I want, 
If I want to go outside and get high as a kite, if I want to go commit illicit acts with people, I can do it. Why? Because I have free will. But when you love God, those things are entertaining. Those things don't, you don't crave to do those things. Because we all have had a past or we all are still living in a past or we all are still living in a, in a thing of a certain sin. So we crave these different things. But when we love God, he consumes us. It's like when we put on a coat, you're cold and you put on a coat and that coat immediately makes you warm. Why? Because it's on you. It consumes you. That's how the Holy Spirit is. It consumes you. It shows you a better way to act. It shows you a better way to handle things. And we all carry the Holy Spirit, but like I always say, do you activate it? Do you allow it, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you? Do you allow him to speak to you? Not it, but him. Do you allow him to navigate your life, na navigate the waters? Do you allow him to be your anchor when you're out of control? See, some of us are out of control and we don't want to be in control. We don't want him to be in control. We're like, it's our life. Well, it's just a little sin. That little sin puts a gap between you and God, just like a friendship. I have people I, I, I used to talk to every day, and now I don't talk to them. And I realize life gets busy. But when you don't talk to a friend, you don't check in with them, you don't ask them how they're doing, it becomes a bridge between you and them because it makes them feel like you don't care. So when you don't listen to God, it makes them feel like you don't care. But we have to be a people that cares. We have to be a people that wants to hear from him. We want to, we should be want, we should want to be a people that be so consumed with God that everything he says, we take it and we either write it down or we put it on a tablet of our heart. That's what it tells us in the Bible. It tells us to take the word and write it on the tablet of your heart, place it on your forehead. It tells you to, to marinate in it, basically. But discipline is something that a lot of people don't want to do. Because discipline takes change. And a lot of us don't like change. I don't like change. I can tell you this much. I can want to do A, B, and C. And someone come in and say, hey, let's do this. I'm upset because I already had A, B, and C written down for me to do. And you decide for me to do this. See, that's how people are with their life. They rather have what they want, their agenda, and not his agenda. But I'm telling you this much. If you keep walking and the spirit and you keep trying to go with his agenda you will realize that your agenda will not come forth if it doesn't align with god we have to learn that discipline helps us grow in him discipline creates a changed mind see when he brought the israelites out the israelites didn't want to change they didn't want to stop serving the gods that they were serving. They didn't want to stop entertaining their flesh. They was grateful that he brought them out. They cried, sung songs, they danced. But no, I have to stop worshiping my idols. I have to stop doing what I want to do. They even called upon him. They the ones called upon God, cried upon, cried out to God, and he heard their cry. And that's why he sent Moses. They wanted that. They wanted to be free, but they didn't want everything else that came along with it. And that's the thing with the world today is most people want God. They want the blessings. They want the peace. They want that. But they don't want the things that help you elevate in peace. They don't want the things that help mold them to get them to the spot to be 
what he wants them to be. They just want so much of it. It's like um, when I, I, I like going to the deli to get pepperoni, fresh pepperoni. The wines in the bag are great, cool, but I love the wines at the deli. So when I go there, you can order as much as you want. So one time, because um, I had started one time and I kind of got too much. So it was like seven bucks. I was like, wow, this is a lot of pepperoni. So then I went again and I was like, okay, give me half of that, like half a pound. They gave me half a pound, so it was too much. So then they gave me, I told them, give me under a half a pound. That was just right. See, people don't want all of God. They want just the half part. They just want just a little bit, just, just a little bit. I just want a little bit of God. Like I always tell them, just give me a little bit of pepperoni, just enough to feed one person. They want just a little bit of God. Just give me the blessings. Give me, if I can just put a little bit of blessings here, a little bit of teaching, a little bit of peace. That's what they want. They want just a little bit. So they want to go almost to a spiritual daily and say, I just want half of God. That's it. All the rest of the stuff about him you can keep. And that's not how it works. That's not how it should work. We should want God in our life completely disciplining us of the things that we do wrong. And no, it doesn't feel good. I can't sit here and say getting disciplined does not feel good, but I need it. I know I do because if I don't have it, I'm, I will get out of control. But because the Holy Spirit lives in me and because he's always, con I'm allowing him to conduct my life, I'm in control because I allow him to have control. You see what I'm saying? We have to let go so he can let in so we can gain control. Okay. Okay, let's look at some reference verses. Let's look at Jeremiah 5 and 3. Jeremiah 5 and 3. If you have your Bible, if you, I have the NLT, I think everybody knows that by now. But if you don't, I actually use the NLT version of the Bible. I like it. Um, it's great for studying. It's great if you don't understand a whole lot and you're a babe in Christ. Or if you're a veteran and you don't really understand the Word of God. Get you an NLT or CSV or CSB. Um, I always tell everybody what I tell you works for me might not work for you. You might like the King James Version. I like the King James Version, but I don't like teaching from it because I feel like when you're teaching individuals, when you're when even for me, when I'm reading to learn and, and go deeper into my word, I want something that I can understand, not something that I have to guess and figure out. And this right here helps me do it. If you're at the spot, Jeremiah 5 and 3, it says, Lord, you are searching for honesty. You struck your people, but they paid no attention. You crushed them, but they refused to be corrected. They are determined with faces set like stone, like a stone. They have refused to repent. I want us to take a moment to look at that last part of the verse. But they refuse to be corrected. They are determined with faces set like stone. They have refused to repent. They refuse to be corrected. That's how this world is today. They refuse to be corrected. They are determined with faces that are set with stone. That means they're stiff-necked. They don't want to move. Even hearing the discipline, even if they listen, let's just say, for instance, they listen to this word, they listen to the podcast, they still don't want to change. Why? Because they're set like stone. They're hardened like stone. Their heart is hardened, just like Pharaoh. As many times as Moses went to them, as many times as Moses showed them this, as many times as Moses even told him the last time, you, your things would die. Basically, things would die. You need to change. Moses, I mean, it, Pharaoh did not change because he was set in stone. 
and they refuse to repent. People today refuse to repent. Even people with apologies, they will give you these made up apologies. I'm sorry, but I think it was your fault. No, that's how you apologize. I'm sorry, but you know you made me do it. No, that's not how you apologize. People do not want to apologize, nor do they want to repent because people don't like discipline. People don't like to be corrected because their heart and mind is set in stone. They are set in what they want to do because the enemy has their ears blocked. The enemy has their eyes blinded. They are so blinded. They are so deaf that they refuse to listen to God. They refuse to listen to anything that's of God. They rather sit there and listen to music about shaking their tail or shaking, shaking things that they shouldn't shake or doing things they shouldn't do than to listen to the word of God. That's truth. And reason why truth, because they don't want to listen to truth because they, they feel that when they hear the truth, it convicts them. It makes them feel guilty. And because they don't want to feel that, they rather not listen to it. That's why you don't catch a lot of people in church. Because they don't want to hear someone standing from the pulpit and saying, hey, X, Y, and Z is wrong. It's a sin. You will go to hell. People don't want to hear that. People want to hear things about blessings, blessings, and grace and mercy. But no one wants to hear about growth. This is a devotional about growth. This is a devotion that's supposed to help you change. Most people do not want to hear these type of devotionals because it helps them think. It makes them think and it makes them look at their life, what they're supposed to do, which is the Holy Spirit showing them a mirror. This is your life. You need to change. And people don't want to do that. And trust me, I've been there. I don't want, I didn't want anyone telling me what I shouldn't do. I'm grown. You're not going to tell me what to do. You can be grown and go to hell. You can be a child and go to hell. Because when you don't accept the discipline of God, you are going into a reprobated mind after a while because you know the truth and you decide not to hear it. We have to be a people that love discipline or at least tend to it. You might not love it, but at least listen to it and change the errors of your ways. People don't want to hear devotionals like that. I always get hearts and, and thumbs up when I when they hear devotionals that they like. I get a message. Oh, I like the devotion about blessings. Oh, I like the devotion about favor. Oh, I like the devotion about grace. But will I get anything like that about this? No. Will I get a thumbs up about this? No. Will I get a heart about this? No. And you know why? Because people don't want to change. And does it bother me? No. But this goes to show you even people then was stoned. Even people now are stone faced. They don't want to change. People don't want to change. Let's go to Proverbs 18 and 5. 18 and 5. If you have your Bible, 18 and 5. Okay, if you're there. It's not right to acquit the guilty or deny justice to the innocent. Let's go to the NIV version. An intelligent heart requires knowledge. In the ear of the wise, seek knowledge. Am I in the right one? I don't have to rewrite that. because Let's just go with the NIV because maybe I looked at it wrong. An intelligent heart requires knowledge. In the ear of the wise, seek knowledge. When we are in the light of God, when we're walking in the light of God, when we're listening and we're growing and we're growing in discipline, we're, we're getting all these critiques and we're getting disciplined day in and day out and we're learning what we shouldn't and should do, we become intelligent in the heart and our heart requires knowledge. In our ears, they seek knowledge. 
it, this basically is saying that we seek hearing knowledge from the Holy Spirit. We seek reading our word. We seek knowing and growing in God. We seek it. We, we devour it. We, we, we thirst for it. We pant for it because we want to change. We want to be everything he wants us to be. And every day that should be something we want to do is be everything he wants me to be. And when he tells you you did wrong, okay, I, I believe I did wrong. How should I handle it? And he will tell you how to handle it. Or he will probably wait for you to say, okay, I was wrong. I shouldn't have said that to her. I shouldn't have said that to Bob in accounting. But what, what should, how should I address Bob in accounting? And he will tell you. See, he doesn't want to take you and move you around like you're a robot. He doesn't want to take you and make you do this and make you do that. He wants you to see the error of your ways. He wants you to know what you're doing. And he wants you to change the way you're doing it. You change it. Not that he's going to take you and make you do it. No. He wants you to desire to change it. Because he can't make us do anything. Now, he can make it very difficult and make you see that you should be doing it this way. But he cannot physically make you do anything. You must do it. You must change. You must think about your actions and change. Let's go to our last one. Let's go to Proverbs 15 and 14. Hopefully I got this one right. Skipped over it. It's actually like a page or two behind and I skipped over it. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Only a fool despises apparent discipline. Whoever learns from correction is wise. It tells us here, whoever learns from correction is wise. We become wiser when we allow the Holy Spirit to correct us. We become wiser when we take the word of God and we apply it to our lives. We become wiser when we listen. We become wiser when we change our ways and follow him. We become wise. How many of us are trying to be wise? How many of us want to grow? How many of us want to go to different realms of the spirit? We can't go there with tainted hearts and hidden secrets and hidden agendas. And we're, we're really just here for the blessings. And we're just asking for half of God. In order to go to different realms of the spirit, in order to grow in Christ, we must be corrected, disciplined, and changed. Our heart must be open. And not set in stone. Our ears must be open so we may hear. Our eyes must be open so we may see. But when we're bent on doing things our way, we become stone statues. Set in place in time. Not moving, not growing, but set. In order to grow, we must change. Every day is an opportunity to change. Every day is an opportunity to do something different than what you normally do. We must try to be different every day, people of God, friends. I have to tell you that it's not easy to change. 
It's not easy to accept discipline and knowing that you think you did something right and you did something wrong or knowing you did something wrong. You know, if you talk to God tonight, the night of or the morning of, you know, he's going to say, you know, you did wrong. And that's what he normally tells me. You know, you did wrong. I'm like, yes, I do. I'm sorry. And I know what I should have done, but I did it opposite because I let flesh take over. I let what I want to do take over. Every day our prayer should be, God, allow me to be different. Allow me to change. But if we're not willing, if we don't want to, how will we? Yielding your members, devoting yourself to God, always trying to be different, always trying to gain a level ground to knowing who he is. We must try. Every day we must try. I hope you enjoyed this devotional. I enjoyed it a lot because I learned a lot. And every time I read, read and write these devotionals or read it to him, read it to the Holy Spirit to make sure they're right, I learn a lot. So you're not just learning, I'm learning too. So I pray you all have a good day. Remember Jesus loves you. I love you too. Okay, bye.